Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. As we're winding down 2021, we're doing a little bit of looking back, a little bit of looking ahead, and 2021 was a very big year for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Sarah Jane Weaver, editor of the Church News, is here to help us break some of that down, what took place. Sarah, thanks for joining us today. Well, it's always good to be with you, Boyd. Uh, so let's start with, uh, let's start a little more festive, a little more fun today. Uh, the Church, of course, for the last several years have done uh, this Light the World campaign, these giving machines, uh, and they've expanded that in 2021. Yeah, this year, the Church of Jesus Christ has locations in 10 cities in the United States for giving machines. It's it's really fun that people can go up and instead of buying something for themselves, they can think about other people. Yeah, and I, I think the fact that you can buy a goat or some glasses or medicines or food or whatever it is uh, is always entertaining and, uh, and actually a really unique way. I actually find we always talk about kind of the novelty uh, of being able to purchase a goat or some chickens or whatever but if you really stop and think about that, it would change your perspective on what is happening in the rest of the world, uh, that someone actually needs a goat or some chickens. Well, and, and President Russell M. Nelson asked all of us to look at those around us in a special invitation recently. Mm-hmm. He said, I want you to light the world. He gave reference to the year we have had and and actually said so many of us feel burdened or uncertain at this time. Mm-hmm. So it it's a great season, he said, to actually light the world, to direct others' thoughts to Jesus Christ. Yeah, so fascinating. Uh, another big area for the church over the course of 2021, again, with all of the pandemic implications that went on uh, is the worldwide missionary effort. Everyone knows the missionaries of the Church of Jesus Christ, and uh, there were many changes, many modifications, uh, a lot of uncertainty, and a lot of progress. Well, you know, in March of 2020, the as, as the pandemic is accelerating around the world and borders are closing, uh, church leaders uh, brought missionaries from other countries to their home countries. Right. And and so over a very short 36-hour period, 32,000 missionaries were crisscrossing the globe. Mm. And and then as a result in the in the months that followed and trickling into 2021, those missionaries were sent back out again, some were sent to reassignments, many were sent uh, to foreign countries, and we're seeing missionary work resume this year. Yeah. And again that is such a uh, a big force and so many people that are coordinating all of that uh, as they continue to branch out across the world. Uh, also interesting, uh, the church, of course, has been very active in terms of strategic partnerships, uh, everything from humanitarian aid to refugees and a really unique uh, connection with the NAACP uh, and the uh, United Negro College Fund this year. Yes, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints announced joint initiate initiatives with the NAACP. Those included humanitarian efforts, scholarships for black students, like you mentioned, and a fellowship to send up to 50 students to Ghana to learn about their history. And And that fellowship was named after the Reverend Amos Brown, who you and I had a chance to meet at the National Convention in 2019 in Detroit. Yeah, and uh, actually, I actually want to go to a little bit of sound from uh, Reverend Brown. We had a chance to sit down with him. He was so tickled, I think, to have that uh, scholarship named after him, and we got to ask him about what that was and what it meant. Let's take a listen. And even Jesus said to the disciples, 
and greater works in John 14, ye shall do. So those people who pride themselves in being conservatives, you know, and engaging in cultural wars, they don't have their sights on greater works. They don't have their sights on change and being better. But they want to maintain the status quo for me, my, and I, and nobody else. But the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the NACP have always been about the best for others and the common good. That's uh, Reverend Amos Bound, our uh, our friend from the historic Third Baptist Church of San Francisco, and you know he went on to say that uh, taking these students uh, to Ghana uh, was not about uh, exploring things just so that they could be bitter, uh, but that they could become agents of betterment. Uh, which I just love that uh, that framing and uh, some really important work. And it goes beyond that; it also goes to uh, these uh, historic black colleges and also some self reliance programs. Well, you know, Boyd, I smile every time I hear his voice. <laughs> you can't help it. <laughs> I'd go to his sermon any Sunday. He uh, he is an extraordinary soul and has been uh, so uh, instrumental in the relationship between the NAACP and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and uh, a lot of great work, as we mentioned, in terms of self-reliance programs, especially for inner-city families uh, that I think is is really vital. I also wanted to go uh, to uh, President Dallin H. Oaks of the First Presidency of the Church, uh, who has given a, a series of addresses around religious liberty and religious freedom, its important role in not just the country, but uh, in the world. You followed him on uh, some of those, one uh, back in uh, at the University of Virginia. Yeah, and it, it is interesting. The most recent address he gave in Italy at the University of Italy, uh, talking about religious freedom internationally, and it marked the first time a member of the First Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has been out of the country mm. uh, since the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, wow. Uh, and it was a, uh, an, a really a significant uh, landmark address, I think, at the University of Virginia, and then a version of that, which he shared, uh, as you mentioned, Sarah, at, uh, in Rome at the university there in Italy. Let's take a quick listen. We now have extensive empirical evidence that a country's performance in protecting religious freedom correlates not only with the protection of other key rights, but also with other social goods, such as economic freedom, higher per capita gross domestic product, better incomes for women, gender equality, higher literacy rates, better health and education, and consolidation of democracy. Again, that was uh, Dallin H. Oaks of the church's first presidency speaking uh, at a university in Italy uh, not long ago, and and such an important component in terms of how the church functions in all of these countries around the world, especially as they tag team and partner with governments, volunteer organizations, other religious entities in providing for the poor, the needy, refugees, uh, and on a host of, of other programs, but they are all dependent uh, on religious liberty uh, for them to continue to keep moving forward. Uh, Sarah, you mentioned uh, some of the travel that has begun uh, for church leadership, President Oaks being the first of the first presidency to leave the country. Uh, you also followed some of the other uh, leaders of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles uh, to some different places, including a very unique moment with three apostles uh, returning to England. Tell us about that. 
you know, when President Oaks talks about religious liberty, he talks about it especially important at this time because because religion and religion in the lives of so many is essential. And and so the that was especially true for President M. Russell Ballard, President Elder Jeffrey R. Holland and and Elder Quinton L. Cook, who who all served in England as young Latter-day Saint missionaries. And um, in October, they had the chance to return to the British Isles and to reflect on all that they had learned in their youth. Mm. Yeah, and there were so many lessons there that really shaped, uh, really shaped those three apostles, uh, the things that they did learn uh, in the British Isles. You know, Elder Cook took the chance to talk about going to running meet as a young missionary, mm. and it was there that he determined he wanted to be an attorney by profession. Mm. Elder Holland said something similar. It was as a young missionary that that he determined that he wanted a career in teaching. Mm. And, and President Ballard uh, said that he had been terrified of speaking publicly before his mission, and then he spent hours in in Hyde Park and in Nottingham Square, um, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it changed his life because he learned he had a voice and and he wanted to share the message of everything in his life, his business, as well as his religion with so many other people. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Great, as always. Sarah Jane Weaver is the editor of The Church News. A great look back, and I know we just barely scratched the surface there. Uh, so much happened in 2021, and we are certain there will be uh, even more and a quickening pace, I think, in uh, 2022. Sarah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about all of your bias. We all have it. And we actually have more than we think. Elon Musk is pointing that out. Coming up next. 